Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode, we learned a few important tips on how to hire a professional photographer to take pictures of your commercial property when you are trying to sell it. We also learned why it's important to have professionally taken pictures. And in this episode, I'm going to go over what happens as soon as you get in contract to purchase a property and what are some of the things that you need to keep in mind. What do you need to do and how do you need to organize yourself? Here we go. I am currently in contract for a particular property and I want to share with you what are the items that you need to ask for, how you should prioritize your timeline, and what do you need to do once you are in contract. But before we do that, what you need to make sure that you negotiate when you're going in contract is your timeline. Your timeline for the due diligence on the property, the timeline for you to be able to get a loan, and then a timeline for closing on the property. So a really nice to have would be 45 days for due diligence, and then after that, another 45 days for getting a loan, and then typically another 15 days after those 45 days to close and make sure you have everything in line. These timelines can vary greatly based on the size of the property, the size of the deal, how competitive the market is. Sometimes it can be a month-long due diligence and then another 15 days for financing and closing at the same time. And sometimes it can be two months for due diligence or more if it's a huge property that you are purchasing. So now that you have the property in contract, you probably already have a folder with all the documentation that you have already received before making an offer. And this could be a folder with the OM, the offering memorandum, the profit and loss statements for the last year, for example. It could be some rent comps, some sales comps, the rent row for the property with the leases and when these leases were signed, when they are expiring, what are the terms of the leases and any other document that you may have already received before making an offer on the property. With this in mind, the first thing that you will have to do is to create a timeline and make sure that you put that in your calendar. For example, if your due diligence expiration date ends on April 15th, you want to make sure that you put April 13th on your calendar just in case and put a few more reminders there so you do not miss that deadline. Because if you do miss your due diligence deadline and then you find something that is wrong with the property at a later time, there is nothing that you can do and you might lose your deposit if you go out of contract. 
So these deadlines are really, really important to keep track of. The next step is to have something really simple like a Word document where you will have all of the information on the property. In this Word document, you're going to put all of the pertinent information on the property and all of the links to where to get the information. So my document has the contact info for the real estate agents, the timeline for the deal, the link to the property listing, how many days I have until closing. It has a link to all of the documents for the due diligence, all of the information from the lenders that I have so far and that I have contacted. It has a list of potential property managers for this property my to-do list for the next week. It has what the real estate agent owes me in terms of documents. It has a list of things that are outstanding that I need to take care of in terms of hiring people or asking for recommendations for lawyers. And it has a list of quote-unquote surprises that you find out during the due diligence process. And these surprises can be costly surprises or just surprises that are not incredibly costly, but they do make an impact on the bottom line. So the costly surprises could be something like the roof is incredibly old and you need to replace it or the inspectors found mold on the property and you need to remediate that. Or even worse, a deadly surprise could be some contaminated soil as a result of a phase one report, and that could cost a lot of money to remediate. What could be a smaller surprise could be, for example, you have received the latest financial statements on the property and the vacancy is now a little bit higher than it was in the OM. And so these are all negotiation points if you would like to proceed with purchasing the property. The next step is to break down your timeline by weekly goals. Some purchasing contracts require that you apply for a loan within, let's say, 10 days of the executed sales contract for example. And again, all of this is negotiable. And so you really want to make sure that in that first week, you get lender referrals from your real estate agent, if it's a city that you're not familiar with, and that you reach out to these lenders and you apply for at least one loan within those 10 days. Again, if this is in your contract. Now I'm going to break down the weekly goals by what tasks are due when, just so you have an idea of what kinds of items you may need to have to get done or ask for, etc. And this really depends on the kind of property that you're purchasing, how big it is, what asset class it is. So these lists can vary and you really want to make sure that you cover everything depending on the asset class that you are investing in. Let's start with week one. In this first week and in this example, we have a 10-day deadline to make at least one loan application. And so 
this first week, we need to reach out to a couple of lenders and finalize a loan application. We also need to look for a few more lenders that are local to the area, as well as about three national banks. We need to really break down the finances for the lender. And this is going to be breaking down what you're going to do to the property to increase value. So for example, we can increase rents on these properties. And this is a self-storage unit by about five to 10%. And we can also decrease vacancy. So this is going to have to be completely broken down into an Excel sheet and by unit. We need to pick a short list of inspectors for this property that are local and that can deliver the inspection within a few days of having it done. We need to review a copy of the existing management contract. You need to find a lawyer that is local and familiar with that state's laws. We need to find a copy of the state's lease that is a standard lease for that state. We need to make sure that we get all the documentation for the income and expenses for the last two years for this property. And this will also be for the lender. And we also need to look for potential new property managers if that is our plan. In the second week, we're going to have the lawyer review the management contract and make any adjustments for the actual lease contract for the units. We need to finalize the profit and loss statement and our projected vacancy for that first year. We need to finalize how we're going to structure the payment for a potential contractor that will work on renting the vacant units. We need to finalize the loan packages for the banks and we need to start calling the remainder lenders that are on our list that we found on the first week. We're going to start looking for an insurance company and we might just continue using the same existing insurance company that is insuring the property to make things easier. So we need to get their contact information. Now we're moving on to week three. We need to make sure that we get the final inspection reports from the inspectors. We need to start narrowing down the list of lenders that will move forward with this property. And week four is currently open for the items that will come up during weeks one, two, and three. And we're going to be dealing with whatever we uncover or still need at that time. At the same time, I also have a list of all of the things that the real estate agent owes us. And I'm crossing the things that they have given us already. And so this is really important because in the back and forth of email exchanges, things can get completely lost and you can easily forget that they owe you X, Y, Z. For example, if there have been any insurance claims on the properties for the last couple of years. So these are all important things to have. And then I also have a list of things that we need to do as soon as the property closes. So for example, we may need to install some cameras on this property. We need to create a website for this property and 
On week five, we will be finalizing things with the lender and we will be looking at the miscellaneous things that we need to get done after we close on the property. So we need to find phone centers that are familiar with taking calls for self-storage properties. We need to find an insurance company that will insure the actual things that are inside of the units for the renters. We need to get a website going and give people the ability to rent these units online and a few other things as well. Now, a couple of things to keep in mind. This may sound overwhelming for some people. However, a really good way to look at this is these are just the things that I have to do. And that's it. These are not problems. These are just the circumstances. This is what needs to get done. And we're just going to power through them. A friend of mine said that the way that you need to look at it is this is just the dance of the deal. This happens with every single deal and you're just going to deal with it. You just go through it and you take one thing at a time. When you are going to be closing on the property and when you will start having that cash flow coming in, you will be so grateful that you went through all of these things and you will see that that was just what it was. Another thing that is really important to know is that getting started with applying for loans as soon as possible is really, really important. Apparently, quite a few people leave it for the last minute, and it's really hard to get a loan in two weeks. So that's something that you really need to get started very early on the process. And also, if you are going to be doing syndications, there are also other things that you need to be doing on top of the things that we discussed. And you will start to have to get the signed contracts from the people that are going to be investing on the property. You're going to have to create all of the documentation for the syndication and et cetera, et cetera. In this particular property, we are not going to be syndicating it. So that is why I'm not going over all of those details. And if you have partners, you can delegate, you divide and conquer whatever you guys are strong at. That is what you're going to be doing. And again, every single property is different. Some properties you may find that there is an issue in the title and you need to deal with that. And there could be all kinds of things that could show up <laughs> that I'm not talking about just because it's really unlimited what could happen throughout this process. Again, there is nothing wrong. This is just what it is. If you're out there doing something, it is what it is. I hope this was helpful to you. If you would like to get my very basic timeline documentation I will be glad to send it to you. Just make sure that you go to our website. And once you subscribe, just respond to that email that you're going to get. And then we will forward you the document that makes it really easy for you to keep all of the links and information in one place. Our website is montecarlorei.com. And the link is also under show notes. 
I hope you are enjoying this podcast and I would like to thank our latest reviewer, Asul Tanali. Very educational, great podcasts have me thinking a lot about how to invest and rethink my strategy. I'm learning a lot from this and look forward to the new podcasts. Thank you so much. This means a lot. And I hope that everyone here is able to make smarter and greater investments in your commercial properties. See you next time.